welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. This week we are talking about Rami season three streaming on Hulu. And yeah, should be should be a good chat. I never know what to say there. Because I think <laughs> everything we do is entertaining. So I'm not gonna see like should be a bore. <laughs> <laughs> turn it off you're (laughs) don't bother listening (laughs) well i have fun even whether we enjoyed a show or didn't enjoy a show i always have fun talking about it yeah me too and i know i'm just i think i'm a really 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 bad salesperson like i need to be better at like hooks (laughs) funny for someone who works in marketing (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i need like more um clickbaity type of intros like you're never going <laughs> to guess what we thought about Rami season three. Anyway, to be continued in a few m- moments. <laughs> uh, but first, we have a short news week. Jordan, what do you have for us this week? Um, Something I was very excited to see pop up, even though I'm kind of more excited that it exists and I don't really know if I'll be a faithful watcher, but I'm just excited to announce this, that (laughs) VH1 is bringing the surreal life back, which VH1 in the 2000s was just like so formative for me and for a lot of people that I know. Mm -hmm. And the surreal life was just always around and it was just so weird and funny and um it's the first season in 16 years and among the cast are frankie muniz um (laughs) dennis rodman stormy daniels uh tamar braxton and august alcina who is um i only know august alcina as jada pinkett smith's um open marriage other person (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't know anything else about him, but, um, that's a great cast. That is just a really good cast, I think. Yeah. Jordan sent me the like preview or like the trailer for it. And when I first (laughs) watched it, I literally thought that it was like an old trailer from like back in the day. Cause I was like, has Dennis Rodman already done this? Cause like, it seems like a no brainer. Yeah, it really does. I, I actually kind of had to do a double take too. Like, is he a former person i almost said contestant but it's not a game show there's not a winner <laughs> it just is them just for living clout. there oh all my press gosh. is good press you know the trailer is auto playing again and they do start by showing clips from the original one like they show flavor flave and janice dickinson oh, that probably so, added me added to yeah confusion. but it but the thing is that it's so seamless when it starts showing the new one like dennis rodman because dennis rodman could have been in the earlier one like he yeah. was famous then so yeah I just I just love that this is happening. I and I wonder if this will be open the door for other of the best VH1 shows like yeah. I love all the decades and um Flavor of Love or different versions of that. I just love that era of TV so much. It makes me it, I feel at home. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Janice Dickinson show? Like her own mm-hmm. reality show? No, oh. I didn't, but I bet I would love it. But I think if I watched it now, I would be 
um traumatized yeah i don't i definitely don't think it holds up because i think even back in the day i was like yikes Mm -hmm. um but i some for some reason i watched that a lot and i thought maybe you would have with your america's next top model watching i know it's it seems like i should have and janice dickinson is just a really compelling (laughs) character (laughs) so i get it um that does remind me of like watching these early survivor seasons there's there's a lot that holds up and there's a lot that is yikes like life Mm -hmm. was just i glamorized that era but it was kind of (laughs) brutal (laughs) it's very offensive times we learn from our mistakes yes yes it's good i don't want to necessarily um erase history and not learn from our the problems of our culture Mm -hmm. but it is a tough watch yeah I'm such a hero to put myself <laughs> through that. <laughs> you truly are. We bow down. <laughs> um, HBO Max is developing a series that takes place in the Dune universe called Dune the Sisterhood. And it's starring Emily Watson and Shirley Henderson. And I'm intrigued. That's all I have to say about it. I am very intrigued. And it's not two people that I would necessarily be like, oh, everyone's always talking about those two. <laughs> no. But they're, I really respect them and I they're in everything. I actually just saw yes. that movie, uh, See How They Run, and Shirley Henderson was in that. And I was like, oh, it's Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> She's an icon, you know? Yeah, she is. Yeah, I had to look both of them up, actually, because I couldn't remember what they, either of them looked like. And then as soon as I looked them up, I was like, oh, yeah, duh, that's who they are. Totally, totally. Story of my life, though. I think it's because of that movie that I had her name on fresh in my mind, because otherwise I would have been like, who's that again? Mm-hmm. Not household name, but a household face and voice. Yes, very. Um, They dropped another trailer, which I didn't watch Um, the full thing. But for Wednesday, the new Wednesday Adams series on Netflix, mm-hmm. and they did confirm that Christina Ricci is, they, they they had said Christina Ricci was going to be in it, and they confirmed, I think, I didn't watch the trailer, but I think she's like a teacher at the school or something. But the real surprise was that Fred Armisen will be playing Uncle Fester, which <laughs> is really funny and good casting, and I thought that was a really fun reveal. He looks crazy and in a yes. great way. Like, he looks amazing. Yes. Well, and I th- I think that, like, Christopher Lloyd doing Fester in the movies is very iconic. And already Fred Armisen, like, he looks like... You can tell he's Uncle Fester, but he also, like, looks really different and will just have a totally different vibe. And so I kind of, like, just not trying to recreate the iconic Uncle Fester we already have. Yes, totally. My last piece of news is that they released the trailer for the A24 slash Apple TV Plus movie Causeway starring Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. And from the trailer, I still don't know anything it's about, but it looks good. And I mean, I don't know if I'm just blinded by A24 name on it but they both looked like they were had good chemistry and were d- giving us good performances 
but I mean, I love both of them. So mm-hmm. I like that pairing a lot. I yeah, will always fun. love Jennifer Lawrence. Ditto for Paperboy, forever. Yes, forever. and refreshing that it's a trailer that didn't give everything away because yeah, come on, we're sick of it. We're over it. Um, when you said a twenty four, I was actually expecting to talk about um the new series, The Idol. Oh, but um, I don't have a date in front of me of when that's actually starting. Well, and I, I think I didn't bookmark that because I've been a little bit too confused by it because yes. from what I've read on Dumois, they like recast a bunch of parts and like there's really? been lots of drama with that. Cause like, oh I gosh. swear they released like a full trailer and it was coming like sooner, but now it's like 2023. Ew. What? I literally just watched a trailer like this week and I forgot to bookmark it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty wow. sure that's the case, but Sam Levinson, what it's you confusing. doing? Um, um, my last piece of news is I did watch this trailer. It's an, for a new Netflix series, and it was very confusing to me. It's called Blockbuster. Have you seen anything about this? Never heard of it. It's like a sitcom, and it basically looks like they're trying to do like the office or maybe like superstore which i never watched but you know the vibe of like a workplace comedy Mm -hmm. and it's set in um the last blockbuster and so and so like i saw a tweet from e news that was like oh all the nostalgic feels and i was like isn't that like now like recently yeah and it's starring um Randall Park, who we know and love from Veep and um, Always Be My Maybe, and um, and also um, Melissa Fumero, who's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, who else was in it? Some random people, but it's like it. I watched the trailer and it was. I I just thought it was. It seemed like weird, and I felt like. It's something that Netflix, I think, really wants me, like, my demographic to like. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, this looks like every other show I've ever watched, but you're also trying to make it, like, like capitalize on the last blockbuster stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was just so weird, and I... It almost seemed like a fake show. It really... not, And now that I'm saying that, it, like, really didn't... The trailer seemed fake. It sounded like something out of 30 Rock. Hmm, that's so weird. Um, yeah, and that it was not a movie, that it's, like, a series. And Yeah, like, just, do we need a full series on that? No. I really don't think so. And it didn't seem like it was really bringing anything new to the table. Like, it felt mm-hmm. like something... The nostalgia factor, quote-unquote, almost makes it... It's, like, nostalgic for sitcoms from, like, five to ten years ago, you know? Yeah. Well, and I just... So I just don't like strange. it when they... When they try to force shows down our throat just because of the nostalgia and capitalize on that yeah. when there's it's like no you still have to have like a good plot and storylines yeah, like, watch pen 15 take some notes yeah exactly but yeah and so and it's like they're trying to make like a jim and pam such like and again a trailer that was showing me everything and i was like well from this trailer i might i probably won't be watching this hmm even though, as a former Blockbuster employee, they you'd think I would want to, but it just yeah, that's was true. not 
I don't know. It just wasn't. We working. have the game though, and the game is perfect, so we don't even need it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it yes, really, this is sponsored it feels by like Blockbuster. There. The game. It'll make you feel like you're wearing that blue polo and having a name badge. <laughs> Did you get to keep the polo? Um, I don't think so, but like I don't have one anywhere. So I still have my I have my name tag. But the my first day or my my first day was like a Friday night, my first shift, and it was also my first like retail job ever. Mhm. And they didn't have any the only size polos they had was like triple xl <laughs> that's better than like a triple extra small yeah it's true it's so true but like my one of my friends and like her older brother and his friends came over tamed to blockbuster that night to see me and i was so embarrassed <laughs> and um yeah. honestly so, they should make a movie about that that's already sounds more interesting i I'm going to write a competing <laughs> blockbuster story um, about me hiding in the aisles if anyone I knew came in. <laughs> that's true. Well, oh, that's gosh. Great. Um, someone Jordan and I both love seeing in Rami is Rami's sister, Dina. And... Um, there's like a pretty a lot of her stuff is happens off screen and like we find out later like different things that have happened to her and we think justice for Dina because uh we think she's a fun character and interesting and I wonder if it's cuz she's female. I'm just I think talking out loud right now, I guess. I but. think it's 90% that she's female and I just think there's so much that like we in our life experiences would relate to her specifically. Yes. Yes. And so, and she's also something about Rami is that he is an idiot and he's always doing like dumb self-sabotage things. Mm-hmm. And Dina has those moments too, but she definitely has her life more together than him. And so it's like not as stressful watching her <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, And she's so relatable and I think the actress is like fun and funny, you know, and so there's a lot of reasons. But I think I think truly like a high percentage of why is because she's a girl. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that until just now. Um, Jordan and I have already been talking about this a lot. And a couple of mine are because of these conversations we've been have recently. Um, but I didn't pick any from Game of Thrones, but. And by Game of Thrones, I mean House of the Dragon. But did you pick any from House of the Dragon? Because that's where this idea kind of originated, really, was because House of the Dragon is really doing this a lot. Yeah, I did. one of My my third one is from that because the more I think about it, the more um, bummed I am that we missed out on it. And so mm-hmm. I, had, I wanted to discuss it. Okay, let's discuss. Okay, well, it is in House of the Dragon... I mean, it's at like almost every episode, there's like a there's pretty significant time jumps, and in one of them, the main character Rhaenyra, you meet children that she's had, um, illegitimately, and we know who their real father is, but we don't get to see any kind of development of that relationship of between her and him, mm-hmm. and so it's like I don't really have any real connection to his character. Um, 
And her relationship with other characters, like um, Damon, for example, it's like very well documented. And we have all the context as as she gets older and all this stuff. And we just basically meet this random dude. And we're and it's like, I feel like that is a total loss for the show that like we don't get to have any like sweet moments or like how did how did their romance happen? Because they have multiple kids together. It's not like it was like a one night stand, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just really wish that we could have that context, especially in a show that has so many like brutal things. I would kind of like to have some nice things. Mm-hmm. like a sweet I assume a sweet happy relationship so that's that is my soapbox yeah I completely agree I feel like we almost need an entire like spinoff series that's just like flashbacks of the years we missed from yeah. House of the Dragon <laughs> seriously because we're missing way more than we're even seeing Yes. It'll be interesting to look back because it's already been renewed for season two and they must have plenty more seasons in mind for this series. Mm -hmm. But like, and so will we look back and be like, okay, the pacing actually made sense because right now nearing the end of season one, it doesn't make sense. We're like squandering all these great actors that are in it very briefly because the characters are aging so fast and it's just weird. I've never really watched a show that does it like this. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a weird experience. Yeah, it's very weird and very new. And I was telling Jordan that like for them for actors to come in and just be in one single episode and then leave, like they're doing a very good job and making mm-hmm. like it still seems like people have like chemistry and like their acting is impeccable. So it's like not distracting in that way, which I think it easily could be. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to just be patient and trust because I'm honestly loving the everything else. And it's a good show. Yeah. It's I think that's part of what's so weird or not weird, but like it is kind of confusing how I'm enjoying this show so much and I really look forward to watching it every Sunday night. And yet there's so many weird things that I would change about it. But like, Mm -hmm. I think it's really good. I don't know if it's like just that things that happen in that world are just compelling and I like kind of the royal politics you know which I do that was usually my favorite parts of Game of Thrones too was like kind of the chess pieces of royal families how to get to the throne blah 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 but it's very interesting which I guess that makes sense as to why we're not seeing the love story behind it because it's not ever really been a show about love I guess I know but I would really like to watch that in mm. not as much. I just personally, Damon's not my fave. Um, I can accept him, but I don't know. It would just be interesting. But anyway, that's, that's, I was excited to talk that over. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for choosing that. Um, okay. One of Another reason why this has been top of mind is because it's a show we recently talked about and we talked about this on the podcast, but Selling OC, it drives me nuts still to this day Horrible. that we didn't get to see that kiss attempt sh- happen. That is just so ridiculous. I mean, so much of these shows, specifically Selling Sunset and Selling the OC, are so staged or scripted. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't 
re and reenact and her attempting to kiss him they don't have to actually kiss if he felt really uncomfortable with that like come on like give us something or like yeah be at the event they're at and like see him like storm off and she's like drunk you know like there's so many ways they could have done it just give us something the conversations around it were so awkward yeah makes me mad hmm I don't know if you have other um, reality shows on your list. Some of the things I was thinking of were other reality show things where it's like, oh, that would have been like helpful. Yeah, I have one. I have another one, but I was debating bringing it up because like I barely watch. I I watched The Bachelorette this season. I'll count this as my number two. I'll just go on Um, because The Bachelorette this last season. um the in the final episode one of the bachelorettes because they had two is like talking to the guy that she got engaged to i honestly don't even remember his name something like nico or something like that <laughs> or like tino maybe i think that might be it i, <laughs> I think i saw remember. tino i think okay. i saw tino i think it's online. tino that yeah okay <laughs> um and like when they're having this co- a conversation like after the final rose like in front of the live audience they're like Rachel talks about how like they she was like you know you and I both know what was said on that couch and like editing cut it out and you're very like we're very lucky that they did but like we both know what was said and it's like tell us I'm sorry tell us what was said then like if this was like so so important that like it led to your breakup Mm -hmm. and like would give us more context to this insane storyline like just say it seriously or don't tell us about it. Like it was already yeah, don't an bring insane it up. story anyway. So like you didn't even need to bring up that there was like even more stuff. So it was just like really annoying. When it's literally like a plot point. It's like, you know, you you agreed to go on a reality show. We should be we should get to see a plot point. Yeah, and like this one, they literally like we know it was filmed. So it was like at least with selling OC, it was like Yeah. Yeah, the like the video people weren't even there but it's like no like they were already filming they filmed it they just cut they it out and post what could it have been i have no idea wow that uh some of the other reality shows i was thinking of too were like love is blind how there's a lot of like actually good conversations that i don't think we see like developments yeah. between them we only see like weird like kind of the weird stuff or dramatic stuff and same thing for f boy island because that was one of the things we had been talking about when we recorded that episode was like all we saw were like these ridiculous things and there were apparently a lot of like actually kind of deep conversations that we never will get to know (laughs) between these people Mm -hmm. so kind of a dating reality show thing i guess they only want to they they like only keep the footage that they kind of can like form into a storyline i guess but I don't know. The other stuff is more interesting. Yeah. Unless they're like, no, it's not like <laughs> we promise <laughs> we're saving you. you. Yeah. Like we watched it and it was boring. <laughs> well, it's true. Cause it's hard for me to believe that if they were like sitting on precious gold that they wouldn't put it out there, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so funny. Um, my number two is, uh, feels really it's already kind of random and it feels really random now. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> other direction. It is from Degrassi and it is, it's, it's a recurring bit where they talk about 
Heather Sinclair. They talk about this other, like the meanest girl in school. She's like the hottest girl in school and she's awful. Everyone hates her, but they, she's literally never seen on camera. And, um, I think it would be funny if like later in the show, they cast like some as famous a person as they could get. If they someday had brought in someone to finally play Heather Sinclair. And it's like, I don't even know who it would be. Who's that age? It's Jennifer Lawrence since we were just talking about her. And she's like, <laughs> I was going like to say that. Rihanna. <laughs> okay, that's better. Because I was thinking that's of better. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, that would be so real. That would just be the best thing in the world. So it's like, even if it's in the HBO thing, like if, if Heather Sinclair could maybe appear as a little cameo, that would just make degrassi heads around the world mm-hmm. just explode yeah but at the same time i that's actually something off camera that i like because i kind of i like the kind commitment of funny to the bit you never yeah. see them yeah. yeah and they'd be like oh that's worse than heather sinclair's botched nose job like there's just like little <laughs> lines like that all the time and it's like that's that is that's funny. funny yeah it's very that's clever. comedy that is comedy <laughs> <laughs> take notes comedians <laughs> Um, okay, my last one is I'm gonna go with Samantha on and just like that. Like, I yeah. know that there's reasons why she's not on the show, but like and I know we've already talked about this on our and just like that episode, but like mm-hmm. just don't even include her in the narrative. Like the fact that she's like texting just like it makes me more sad and more mad. Like Give her a spinoff where she does her own thing and it's just a mm-hmm. secondary HBO show or don't mention her. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they really should have just like had her character die. Honestly. Yes. Or something. And then just not bring it up because like. She's not coming back. No, she will never come back. And I don't think that Kim Cattrall is doing a bit of her own where <laughs> like, I think they all hate each other and. Yeah, it, it it feels weird. I don't necessarily it's not like I hate it. It's like kind of, there's some kind of a fun thing about it, but it is also so frustrating that we know she's never coming back. So it's Yeah, just it useless. feels like they're trying to like deceive us as viewers, like everything's yeah. fine, but we know it's not. No. So it'd be more funny if they were like had a dramatic, dramatic falling out or yeah, she died. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. I just read my number one and it's, um, it's, it's weird. I can't wait. But, so mine is on succession. Okay. I have what I have one, a succession one too, but I didn't want to read it cause I had a feeling that you would choose it. So I'm intrigued to see if it's what I'm, I thought of. If this is what you guessed, then <laughs> I will die laughing. And I hope you did because <laughs> I was laughing writing it down. It says okay. Ha, I don't. Ha, ha, I don't think it's it. gonna be it. But let's hear it. It is. <laughs> um, and I don't necessarily want to see it, but I would like confirmation if Logan and Rhea ever hooked up. Holly Hunter's character. Okay, that is a great, a great <laughs> answer, a perfect answer. Thank you. <laughs> that just opened up. Like when I was trying to think of these things, I was like, why is nothing coming to my brain? And now it's just like a hundred different scenarios came to my brain specifically around succession. Cause when you were saying that I was thinking that you were going to say the poop in the bed. 
And oh, like you I want to see Kendall squatting over the bed and pooping. I don't want to see that, but I do want to see like the maids like finding it and cleaning it up or something. Oh no! Because <sighs> it was just so fast. People. But that was the beauty of it, I guess. Blink and you miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a great answer. I I would like to see that too. Because we never got confirmation if it like actually happened. You know. Hmm. And, like, I don't know if I really want to see it, but, like, maybe a little bit. Like, even... I mean, I'm torn. <laughs> but I I don't want to, like... I don't want to see it, but it would be um, a shocking... A very shocking moment. It kind of would be fun if one of the kids walked in on it. Oh, yeah. Who, who would you choose? Who would Roman. be the best? Yeah, Roman. For sure. Roman... Because the other three, I think, wouldn't be. He would just. He would be the most phased by yeah. that. Him yeah. or Greg, <laughs> he'd be very tortured by it. Greg, I don't even know if he would be able to like walk out. He would oh, just be standing oh, there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, oh, I thought you were man. going to say anything about Connor's birth mom. Oh yeah. Well, I um. I mean, we still uh, TBD. We don't know? know. Yeah, it's true. We that- don't know anything. I have a lot of questions. Yes. Yeah. Because they don't ever. I don't think they've said one word about his birth mom, Logan's first wife. I assume. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, we know nothing. No, absolutely nothing. But yeah, that one is still a TBD. This one, I don't know if we'll ever. We'll never get to see. <laughs> any good steamy things between Logan and Rhea. <laughs> well, it's funny cause I actually had it on my mind as a segue to Rami because I always think of when, um, what is, what's Hayam Abbas's name in succession? Marsha. Yes. Marsha. When she's like, have you been tested? <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. It's a really great scene. Yeah, it is. Um, like Marsha doesn't get a lot, but when she does, it's really good. Oh, she makes it count. Yeah. Um, I loved that she. I loved seeing her name as direct. She directed at least one episode. Oh, of she Rami did. I didn't season. even see that. That's amazing. She she directed the one um where Rami's friends are having that. He has that moral dilemma. Oh, okay, about okay, okay. marriage. <laughs> <laughs> wow, cool. Yeah, it was. That's, I, that's amazing. Yeah, I loved it. Um, overall, Rami season three. How did you feel? Um, I felt good. It took me. It took me a second to get into this season. Um, and I don't really remember. I almost need to do a rewatch because I can't remember my emotions of the first few episodes of each season before. This one, I was. It just took me a second. I just wasn't as, um, like, emotionally bought in immediately. Even though these episodes did have emotional, complex things happening. Mm-hmm. But it just, it was, like, kind of felt, like, really big, like, large scale. And I kind of liked, uh, I, I like the Rami when it's, like, kind of more on a personal level, you know? Yeah. Like, actually going to Israel. Like, it was, like... It was like so, um, like almost like on another level, if that makes sense. And it was hard for me to find my footing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
But as it went on, and something um, we were talking about how much we love his sister Dina in the show. Um, her like as it started focusing on her and his parents and stuff. Um, like a lot more. Like Rami actually wasn't in this season that he wasn't in every single episode. Um, but once it was kind of like back at home and kind of following the day to day of like kind of trying to combine religion and the way you were raised with like everyday life. And that's kind of what I want from Rami, the show. And so it, it, it pulled me back in. Yeah. I think the first two episodes, I was just like so happy to be seeing Rami on my TV again. Um, because he's so cute and just also a really big dum-dum and but yeah I wasn't as like invested from like an emotional perspective but then by the end of it I mean I balled through the finale like it was so beautiful I felt like and yeah I can't I can't totally remember if that's exactly how it was the first two seasons Mm -hmm. um and I think another part is that, like, I kind of really forgot a lot of what happened. And they don't do, yeah. like, they don't do a lot of, like, um, like what happened last time or, like, previously on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, though, because they did do that for one specific storyline, um, his dog, which mm-hmm. I was really glad that they gave us the background of the dog because I had totally forgotten that whole storyline. Me so, too. They gave it to us when it was important and like all the other stuff I was able to like fill in. Um, but I did feel a little bit like just confused in the first episode because I had pretty much forgot how the season two ended. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you said that actually because I hadn't really thought about that affecting me in the beginning of the season. But it totally did because I feel like the last season was a- so long ago that it came out. It was interesting how like in the almost towards the end of the season, you get one episode that does have like a previously on segment. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I did, I also really needed it. Cause I totally forgot about that guy, the mm-hmm. whole, that whole plot line. Um, whose storyline was your favorite this season? Was um, it Dina? Yeah. Dina. And when I get, and I guess like kind of the crossover with the, their mom too. Yeah. Um, but, mo- but definitely Dina. She's just as, I feel like, um, even in the other two seasons, she's in it the least. And so maybe part of it is that I feel like sh- they always leave me wanting more of her. Um, but I just feel like, I just think she's, so, I mean, we said this already, I think like she's so relatable. Um, and I think she has such a different perspective on being Muslim and, but she's like, she's in law school, like, and dating, you know, it's like, and so she's, she's just like such a more relatable kind of window to look through as like a single, what, like millennial aged woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast episode a couple of days ago and I realized I hadn't finished it. So I finished it today before this recording this because I wanted to bring it up it's on a hidden brain episode and it's like how to decode emotions and like the whole episode talks about how like um people of different cultures uh like have different 
emotions and experience emotions in a different way, which I had honestly never thought about. And I thought it was so cool. And I feel like this show did a really good job of like showcasing that because there's like one specific episode where Dina's in therapy and like her therapist is saying these things. And it's like very clear that like she like she's saying these things that like you would normally probably see happen like hear from a therapist but like she doesn't have like she's like a white woman and doesn't have the capacity to even understand any of the culture that Dina's coming from mm-hmm. and like listening to this episode about emotions I was just like wow they did such a good job of like showcasing this without actually like having to like spell it out as to like why this therapy was like not what was needed and like wouldn't work for Dina kind of thing. Totally. Well, and something that's I think so interesting about Dina and Rami, the Rami's character has this too. Like it's, I mean, it's kind of the thesis, one of the, like a thesis of the series where it's like those two characters, they're this younger generation of, of this Muslim family, but so much of their life is in like, modern American culture and so Mm -hmm. like it may seem like they are fully fully like only immersed in this American culture and way of life but they still like Dina still understands that this therapist like not everything that the therapist is saying and suggesting and then it turns out most of it won't work with her mom but it's just different and so it's like that kind of trying to reconcile that and that Mm -hmm. I just think this show is so interesting and like it is such a true like I didn't I'm not Muslim but like religion is like a massive part of my upbringing and so something me and Taylor were talking about where it's like if you have been raised religious in any way in your life this is a fascinating show to watch Mm -hmm. but also if you if that wasn't ever part of your childhood or of your life like that it would also be really interesting maybe to see what it is like like it's just mm-hmm. it's really it just rings really true and does it in like a sensitive way like it's not like accusing Rami's family of anything it's just kind of showing that things are complicated yes exactly things are complicated and there's always way more to it than what anyone is capable of seeing because like everyone is so like selfish and like caught up in their own lives and has so much to deal with with their own life that it's like almost impossible to really like even see other people and like have like full empathy for them when like you're dealing with your own stuff and Mm -hmm. but like literally all of them are like dealing with some of the worst stuff they've ever had to deal with and like none of them are even like even know that like any of their family members are going through the these turmoil all this turmoil Mm -hmm. and it's like so sad and yeah it's just it's so it's wild how much of it is like relatable while also being completely unrelatable and beautiful and it's like a drama but also the way it's written is so smart and like there's so many funny lines and like things that happen that it's mm-hmm. also a comedy. Mm-hmm. I just think it's done really well. I love so many shows right now where 
comedians are doing dramas Mm -hmm. and it's like comedians should always be the ones doing dramas because there's going to be like light moments where you need them but they really tackle like really interesting tough questions and Mm -hmm. moments and it's just really cool yeah i completely agree i feel like i've heard a lot of comedians say that whether it's been like in podcasts or like memoirs or something like this but like they always talk about how like comedy is actually the hardest to do and Mm -hmm. i totally it totally comes through when you're watching a show like this totally i agree um was there anything that you didn't like or didn't work you wish would happen differently I don't know. I think I I would have loved to kind of feel more um, into the show faster this season than those those first two episodes. Just kind of like I was kind of just watching them and nothing was really like hitting me. And I think but I think a lot of it is like the the whole jewelry business goes over my head. I don't feel very compelled by that storyline, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it wasn't until, like, the Instacart episode where I was like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. why I love Rami. Yeah. So oh I feel Oh, my gosh. That. that part, yeah. His, when she spills the perfume and the whole perfume oh my was gosh. just so excruciating. It was so painful. She did so good. She's, wow. She was the star. I hope, I, I would like to see... An Emmy nomination for her. If I had to pick someone out of this season, I would be her to get nominated. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, Just looking at my notes, one other thing that <laughs> the like rappers that come on stage at that like Muslim conference. Oh my gosh. That song, Always a Third, is There's such a bop. There's Always a Third. I have that in my <laughs> notes, actually. That's one of my... I didn't have very many notes from the season, but that is literally... There's always a third with little music emojis around. <laughs> it was a good song. Get that on Spotify <laughs> now. I just love that, that like there were two men in that pop like that rap duo, but one of them never sang. <laughs> <laughs> I kept trying to look up who played that guy who was like kind of this Instagram star. Um cuz I was like hoping maybe he was like some like someone I recognized from someone else because he Mm -hmm. was like he was white you know and Mm -hmm. so I was like is this like a cameo but I could never find who it was maybe IMDb is updated now well that's my other complaint actually is like IMDb is so I don't know if it's IMDb I don't know if it's Rami I don't know if it's Hulu but like someone needs to get on it because like I'm trying to do research and IMDb is making it so hard and like even when we were just sitting here talking about the episodes I was like okay what did happen in episodes one and two so I'm like clicking on the episodes and it's like there's no photos from the episode and like all of the episode descriptions are one lines like for episode Mm -hmm. one it's are you watching horse porn for episode two it's Rami 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 Harami (laughs) here's the thing specifically the the episode descriptions Rami it's like that's exactly how Atlanta does it Yes. And Rami is very much like the Islamic Atlanta. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like there's sometimes when it's almost trying to be too Atlanta. Okay. I think that's Does that make you know what criticism. I mean? Yeah, totally. I I don't necessarily I don't think that it doesn't work, but sometimes I can almost kind of tell that it's like 
is this like an accident or like it, it's just interesting because it and, and like down to the episode descriptions because that is exactly how atlanta does it it's yes. some little lines that someone's saying like it's just it's very interesting and it's like just like that well and even um i can't remember how many episodes you watched of the last season of atlanta but like for a lot of the they're in europe and in this season rami like goes to israel and like a lot of like the things that go wrong with his trip are like very fallen very similarly in line with things that happen in Atlanta when they're in Europe. So like, that's a really good point. And like, I don't know if it's like bad to compare the two. Yeah. It's not necessarily a flaw because Atlanta is really smart and it's the characters experiences are totally different. They're different. I mean, Rami Yusuf is writing this based on his own experiences growing up Muslim so totally. it's going to be different but even now that you say that um the episode that I know we both loved where everything goes wrong where one night where Rami's trying to drive Steve and Bella Hadid to <laughs> something and then they meet Christopher Abbott looking like never seen this man before but everything goes wrong. It's all extremely weird. And that totally reminded me of an Atlanta episode. Like, specifically the episode where Paperboy's, like, trying to get a haircut. Yeah. And, like, he's finds himself, like, on this, re- like, weird journey all day. He's so frustrated. And, like, it's just, like, madness, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I, I totally thought that. I was like, oh, this reminds me of, like, Paperboy. Well, and it's funny now that I'm, we're, like, talking about this because I remember Donald Glover, like, went off on Twitter about how people compare him, his show with Dave and how his show's way better than Dave. And I'm like, Donald, he you did? should be a- Yeah. And I, w- I, I remember being like, that. I'm confused. Like, are, they, are people comparing them just because they're both written by comedians and, like, they're both about and, like, musicians. aspiring rappers? Yeah. But, like, that was really kind of where this uh similarities ended for me but like donald glover should maybe be talking about rami because that they seem way more comparable interesting like yeah i mean i i guess there's more of like a kind of a like like rami's family's in this and we don't really see i'm not caught up with atlanta but we don't see as much of like urn's family you know but i guess there's also more Though, like, the religious aspect of Rami is very different. Yes. Yeah. They're both telling really good stories and experiences. Um, but yeah, the similarities. I hadn't really thought mm-hmm. about it. It's similar sense of humor at times, too. Yeah. Um, My last thing I want to say, speaking of sense of humor, I really, really liked when um, they had that shark tank all the, <laughs> the egyptian all the family shark were tank. the sharks yeah what was it called sharp bank <laughs> it was, was so really good. really good and they got that one guy to be in it i don't i don't i don't watch shark tank all the time and know their names but i recognize them i recognize a shark they had see they it. had an og shark on it on there <laughs> yeah it was that was really i re- that was really clever and fun yeah i agree i was um trying to multitask and doing something else when that episode happened and then I like had to put down what I was doing because I was yeah. like no this is good <laughs> and I honestly that's yeah. my last thing about this show is that 
every time I like tried to do something else, I was like, no, I can't do that. Like this show, a lot of it because they're not always speaking English and I have to read the subtitles, but like Mm -hmm. a lot of it is just because like what's happening is like really good and I want to pay attention. So yeah, it like, it requires you, it requires a lot of your audience to do that. Like, yeah, you can't really just focus yeah on other things. You know, like what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a good show. And I discovered this today. I thought it was the end of the series, but it's apparently not. So I watched it with that that in mind. Well, I don't know if it's confirmed, confirmed, but it was never confirmed that it was breaking news here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I um, I I can see why you would believably think that because it could have been a good finale i'm glad it's not a series finale hopefully but like it it would make a great finale yeah i felt Um, like content with how it ended but glad to hear that there's possibly one more season um i just want to say i was looking at imdb rami has a really good imdb picture and that is not common really rare um him and Adam Scott, I think, have the best ones I've seen. <laughs> Just saying. Adam Scott's is the one to beat. It's very attractive. It's very good. <laughs> kind of unexpected, but it's wow, it's good. It looks like a freaking gap ad or something. It's the true. most beautiful thing that could exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. On to our crush of the week. Jordan kind of already alluded to mine, but <laughs> go for there was it. Go for a it. A very happy um, cameo that I was not expecting, and I literally screamed when Christopher Abbott <laughs> came on screen. And although his character is one of the craziest things I have ever seen on TV, it was so funny to see Christopher Abbott playing this like fantasy like creature. Like I. I've only ever seen him playing like very serious, like similar roles of like mm-hmm. uh, pretty boy. He plays the pretty boy. Yeah. Tortured pretty boys. That's yeah. what it, yeah. And so it was just like, I, it took me like a good three minutes to even confirm with myself that it was Christopher Abbott. Yes. I didn't know it was him at first. Taylor had texted me and said, okay, there's a really, well, I'm pulling up the conversation. There's an absolutely insane cameo in Rami, and I am screaming. And you said, it feels like we may be the only people in the world to care about it. I know that's not <laughs> true, but it feels that way. <laughs> okay. And this, la- I feel like maybe last week we were talking about someone who's really underrated. And maybe it was him that we were maybe talking about. Maybe it was him because I used him in my top three just last week. Oh, th- okay. Then it probably was because yeah. I... I really think he is so underused in Hollywood. He's yes, he's such a good actor. And when I when I got to the scene Saturday at one a.m. is this text to Taylor that said, "How did they do this scene without laughing?" We didn't. And then Taylor said, "Didn't know he had it in him to be such a little weirdo." And I stand by this. I've never respected him more. He was <laughs> so weird, and. Like I've ne- I've just never seen him like that. Give and him I was more. so impressed. Seriously, he can do mo- he can do more than just tortured pretty boy. Clearly, yes. well, it was so funny also oh, because man. I forget I follow him on Instagram because 
he didn't have an Instagram for a really, really, really long time. And then he has one. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I don't even know how many followers he has. I should look. But like today he posted on his story. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot he had Instagram. And it was literally like him driving on like a coast and like it's just like the road and he's clearly like alone in a car and then he literally has like six thousand followers um, oh my and gosh then, is he like private and you snuck in when he was public or something or is that literally how many he has i don't know i'll look him up see if he's private to you he posted another instagram story then there and then he was like singing some like italian classical song <laughs> what and like he have a beautiful voice he sounded great and like you could could only see see part of his face and i actually went to send it to you but he has his i can't send his stories he's probably private well i what is his handle just christopher abbott christopher underscore abbott oh he's not private but he's not verified either see like no one did you see here's who follows him um ao edabiri which is that's funny from the bear jack antonoff taylor m goff sandra lurke (laughs) carlotica um the girl from worst person in the world and um one of the girls from sex education we're all best friends with him yeah inner circle and um it's funny because I got excited remembering about Instagram because, but I, for, I was picturing when you, when Max Minghella's Instagram became public and oh. it just really made me think about all the tortured pretty boys that are your I love. main, main men. I have a type. Oh, this is funny. I clicked on one of his posts and here's someone who commented on it and it's Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> what a random group of people this is hilarious he's probably gonna go private and you're gonna be one of those six thousand that is that I is really so, so small it's six thousand oh my gosh that is so funny okay is he still with olivia cook aka house of the dragon i don't think so early i don't think Sad. so but i could be wrong underrated couple together kind of yeah they were they were hot She's not going to be underrated anymore after this. No. But it's interesting. People don't know her. Like, every conversation I've had about her with people who are watching House of the Dragon, I'm like, oh, yeah, I already loved her. And they're like, you knew her? I'm like, yes, I've been a stand of hers for a very long time. Yeah. She's very, if you know, you know. Wow. They should be ashamed of themselves. Um, I don't have any. I feel like there were a lot of, there's crushworthy people, but I think that. I'm just going to share Christopher Abbott, especially because we've talked about him for a long time now. <laughs> and it's time to end this episode. <laughs> it's time to end it. Um, Two last, two final words for you. Bella Hadid. She did great. Good job, Bella Hadid. Yeah. Wow. I thought she was amazing. I wish I could have seen more of her. I do wish yes. there was more of her and what's his name? Steve. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like there was a very clear lack of Steve this season. Yeah, I agree. Which I feel like happened last season, too. It's like slowly dwindling of the Steve. All right. Well, I guess I do feel like Rami looked really cute. And I did have a crush on him, too. But when Chris Rabbit showed up, I just literally screamed, as I've mentioned five times now. No one can compete. He's we've met him in person. We have. So we're biased. (laughs) 
so there's that <laughs> and he was doing he was it, it was shocking that he was there but the true shock was what he was doing while he was there so you just can't compete if you, you were hooked else is after that no oh my gosh literally obsessed can't wait to see what he does next hope it's something <laughs> weird because he clearly can pull off weird he can also did you have the ick when he was had a little a diamond in his head that kept honestly bleeding, no and the ears i didn't either and i was he like wow that's acting than ever. <laughs> that's showbiz baby <laughs> and i was like if he's into this girl the girl that he was with he could be into me so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> yeah that's how i felt the <laughs> felis the yes. cat girl yeah oh that was so oh my gosh yeah it was amazing um, you um, said I was going to say, I was going to shout out. I think Rami's dad is also very attractive, actually. Yeah, he's a cute. I think they shave his hair intentionally to make him not look attractive. But Well, his IMDb is. picture is shocking, shocks me every time because I'm like, oh, yeah, he is very attractive. Yeah, right? He looks like, um, like Antonio Banderas or something. Yes. Yes, he does. <sighs> wow. Wow. I guess we just love this show. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot to say. Um, all right. Well, catch us next week. We are going to be talking about this sad final season of Dairy Girls streaming now on Netflix. So watch with us and we'll be back next week to discuss. Yay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.